0: Hi there, this is Chris Wilson, the Worshipful Master of Zaradatha Lodge in beautiful Uxbridge. Before the podcast begins, Bert and Gino have graciously given me a few seconds to invite all of the listeners of the first three knocks, above the degree of a fellow craft, to visit Zaradatha Lodge on the 20th of January for a very special and long overdue third degree. I will have the distinct pleasure of raising the producer of this show, Brother Steve Sprott, to the sublime degree of a Master Mason. Join us at 6.30 for dinner or 7.30 for the degree at 26 Spruce Street in Uxbridge, Ontario. Email us at secretary at myzeradatha.com to let us know you're coming or to request more details. I hope to see you there. Thanks, Gino and Bert. I love the podcast. On with the show. On today's episode, part two of our conversation with Dr. Kim Redmond from Creatrix Go Quantum. You're listening to The First Three Knocks, a Masonic podcast in the District of York, where we discuss topics for the betterment of Masonry. The opinions discussed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not represent the views of Grand Lodge or any other Masonic body. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning. Part two of our conversation with Dr. Kim Redmond. I am Worshipful Brother Bertellier, past master of the Rising Sun Lodge here in Aurora, Ontario.
1: And I'm uh, Brother Gino Scovio, junior warden of the Rising Sun Lodge here in Ontario. That has a nice ring to it. I, I it like does. You know, I'm still not used to <laughs> saying it, but uh, I guess uh, after a couple of uh, meetings that we have in the new year.
0: Oh, I'm looking forward to January's uh, meal. Yep. It's going to be spectacular. We're also with our very talented producer, brother Steve Sprott from Zeradatha Lodge in beautiful, historic Oxbridge, Ontario. <laughs> I had to get that in for our friends in, in the East. <laughs> and of course, is uh, continuing our conversation with our, with our guest, Dr. Kim Redman, the CEO of Creatrix Go Quantum, and who is also the wife of our very own, very worshipful brother, Mike Redman. Welcome to part two.
2: Thanks, guys. Long time no see. Yeah, it's been a while.
0: <laughs> uh, we've been having a wonderful conversation, of course, this morning with you, Dr. Kim, and we thought it would make a lot of sense to spend a little more time and go a little bit deeper into some of the esoteric meanings, uh, you being such an expert in this space and, and many others. I'm honored. Well, it's it's our honor to have you on the show sharing your unique points of view and insights. Uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about, you mentioned in the last episode, your ebook,
2: mm-hmm. uh, Mission
0: Manifesto. Can you, can you take us through a little bit more of that?
2: Absolutely. One of the things that I'm sure you guys find the same thing goes on is when you have a lot of information, and the information can be somewhat obtuse, how do you get a framework to deliver information to people? And how do you set up that framework so that it actually winds up being about skill sets and behaviors? Because that's when people's lives change. And being that we work with a lot of conscious entrepreneurs, meaning consultants and entrepreneurs who want to make a difference and an impact in the world. Mm. They want to do good by doing good. Right. Kind of thing. Very often that tape in our head is shutting us down and closing us off from opportunities, you know, that little voice in our head. Uh And one of the things we said in the last episode is, how do you know when the voice is authentic or not? And it's really a super clear answer. If it's empowering you, it's authentic. And if it's not, it's not. So how can we put a framework into place that assists us in figuring out what's going on, where are we in the journey, Mm -hmm. and what resources are available to us within our own system and outside of us on those parts of the journey. And we came up with the Mission Manifesto, which is about tapping into your passion, finding your purpose, and if you're an entrepreneur or an organization, how to sustainably create profit through service such that we can do a mission.
0: Mm, The three Ps.
2: The three Ps, (laughs) exactly. And for us, the framework that we picked for this was Carl Jung's The Hero's Journey. And working the same information with Joseph Campbell, one of my favorite, favorite people to read from in psychology is we usually don't realize where we are in our own individual journey mm-hmm. because everyone wants what's at the end of the woohoo! Look, I'm successful. Right. You know, the overnight success.
0: This arbitrary place that has determined who you are. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
2: And yet, there's a template for this journey that's universal in all the systems all over the world, which I love. And it doesn't start with us being a success. It starts with us having a victim story.
0: Hmm, that's interesting.
2: Isn't it though? That we don't fit in, we're not good enough, we're not lovable enough, I'm, I'm an alien, I must have been adopted, these can't be my real parents. <laughs> I was misplaced here, I was switched at birth, I just, I don't fit in. And with enough angst, which gives us the entropy we need to begin to move forward the hero takes the journey and i like to use the lord of the rings for this Mm -hmm. you know gandalf has to cross the threshold right and go we're taking a little trip boys there has to be some nudge from outside of us that normally starts us on this journey And most of the wisdom all over the world in the systems is designed to get us into the observer position, or as they would call it in the indigenous systems, the eagle of wisdom, where we've got this overview perspective that gives us a little bit of neutrality. Because you can't see where you are on the journey. You can't see the forest for the trees. Right. So we go from finally taking our journey and on the journey, even though we make a big drama out of it, feel free to throw your hand on your forehead and, you know, <laughs> diva out Whoa a little bit. Whoa right, absolutely. Yeah. You'll find that we never actually take the journey alone. There's always a band of brotherhood or fools that goes out with us. You know, Samwise and Mary and Pippin yeah. who wind up on the journey. With them and during the journey what happens is you get tested and it's only in the testing or the forging of yourself as a sword that you discover that not only are you more than you think you are you're more than you can even think as we like to say in neuro linguistic programming or NLP mm mm-hmm that until you're actually put in the situation where entropy causes you to dig down, you can't know.
0: It's the price of admission, yeah.
2: It really is and if we're forging a sword to take the metaphor to that side, you know, first the piece of metal is heated and then it's pounded and folded and pounded and quenched and repeated and repeated and repeated. And for every fold, we get strength and flexibility both Mm. until you're at the Japanese katana, one of the strongest, sharpest, and most flexible blades on the planet. Mm. And at the end of the journey, as you're journeying and you're discovering more of who you really are, that's when you become the warrior of light. Mm. where you can hold the line and you can also make an impact and you can mentor others and you can lead and you can do all of these fabulous things. And what we wanted to do in Mission Manifesto was to take people through some worksheets so that they could tap into their passion really use their passion as a filter to why they're interested in what they're interested in as opposed to squishing it or squelching that desire. Can we find out how you're wired and why you're wired the way you're wired? Because you're wired perfectly
0: Mm
2: -hmm. for your journey, your mission Mm -hmm. and your legacy. So if we can find that out and show you where you are in the process of the journey and get you some resources to quote Tony Robbins the most successful life is a life that is the most resourced. And one of the things that we love to do when we're working with NLP is just like our phones is to change the apps, upgrade the apps and upgrade the operating system because those filters are where create the voice. Right. And the thing that we know now that we never used to know is that voice is guiding us to places. You know, the things we keep running in our head over and over, you know, the argument from 10 years ago. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, you know, that kind of crazy stuff. <laughs> There's a place there that's like a highway sign telling us where to go back because the unconscious mind has this diamond, not so much in the rough even, that it wants to upload into your system. It was about wisdom and learning. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that upload happens, we perceive it differently. We have an aha. We've had ahas.
0: Of course. Before.
2: And everything changes instantly. And so now we know how to create the aha. Hmm. And therefore, we want to share with everyone, could we please just get you all the information on how to shift the aha? Because that's part of the process of stepping into leadership and mentorship and creating new systems and sustainability and all of the really amazing things that we're all seeking to do out in the world. Yeah.
0: It really has a connection to Freemasonry and and many other... Huge. um, Huge. Learnings systems of learning but it it strikes a chord for me on Freemasonry we've talked about it on the show many times before by design yeah it's evidently it's supposed to be hard Yep, by design right so that you become more you learn more right you build yourself to be able to handle more right and my best description of that I think is you talked about going through the chairs last time
2: mm-hmm.
0: culminating with the master's chair the master's chair is like the crescendo of challenge Uh, And because you're only ready for that challenge after you've gone through a whole series of challenges. Right. You're not that person. Right. You
2: pick up skills. Yeah. And as you do, you change. You grow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant.
2: Everybody (laughs) wants the chair, but not everyone wants to do the journey to the chair.
0: Right. And that's
1: the fight. The journey to the chair.
2: Right. Absolutely.
0: That's a great metaphor for what you're describing, I think, but it kind of speaks to Freemasonry's system.
2: And it's a system that works. And in all of the ancient systems, or modern versions of the ancient systems, the system is designed to create challenges and to create entropy because without the entropy, we cannot grow. And nobody likes how the entropy feels. And I mean, no one likes how the entropy feels. So if you guys figure that out, could you please let me yeah,
0: know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're asking you.
2: <laughs> That's why you're here today. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, uh, We all seek to skip it. What we can do now, we know we have the tools now to minimize it. Mm-hmm. We can speed it up 10 times faster.
0: Right. It's not this eighty year process of of figuring that out. You can really move ahead quicker.
2: Much faster. Yeah. Because in the cognitive systems, it's a one to one ratio. So basically you have to redo your life to have a life. And who has time, who has for, time that? for that? Who has time yeah, for that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially in, in today's society. So being able to give people the tools that can allow them to hold more to be do and have more faster and more eloquently is really the gift that we're seeking to do and for me it matches perfectly with the 33 years of mystery schools Uh uh-huh this is the quick scientific how-to of how to do this in our neurology and in our mind and in our consciousness, because our field is where the mind meets the body and the brain. It's again, those two wedding rings of the vesica Pisces. Uh And so it doesn't matter what side of the circle you're looking to hold, whether you are looking to develop your higher self and as your esoteric skill sets as a human being, or whether you're looking to build your leadership capabilities and your skill sets, they both touch. It's all one. It is it,
0: all one. It's, it's not, this is separate from the other skill set that I'm learning, this is all no.
2: one. Absolutely. Yeah. And it has to be one because it's going through us. Right. It's the same neurology. In NLP, we like to say how you do anything is how you do everything. Oh, I love that saying. Because it's about strategies. It's not about our capability. So we may have 10 to 10 to the 11th power of neurological potential connections. And we've got 70 trillion little geniuses known as cells. However, things like to do what they are already doing. So we tend to use strategies that we got put into place when we were kids. And I don't know about you guys, but my nine-year-old self was not the most savvy. No. So we really tend to experience distress, which we don't want, yep. because we're attempting to force a square box through a round hole mm. instead of just saying, hey, you know what, my 29, 39, 49, etc. year old self needs different strategies because I'm doing different things. hmm. So use what we can and then just upgrade the apps on the phone.
0: Right. And And when you do that, constantly, constantly.
2: Constantly.
1: It's not just one upgrade and hey, I'm good. One and done. Awesome. Let's, let's be again, because it's designed to be challenged. It's designed to, to be hard to allow you to grow.
2: Right. We have a dynamic system called our body and our neurology. And as we're going through these different experiences and challenges, we're growing. Right. Within that system. So, yes. And I think that's it. Do you know, though, everybody wants one and done. Yeah. That's our human nature.
1: It's kind of what I think society sets us up, right? Uh, Sort of. Like, hey, you want that? All you need is this magic pill or this magic uh, thing. But it's it's never that easy. It really isn't. And if if it is, then it's not meant that it's going to last. Right. You know?
2: If you want to do anything sustainably, you have to journey with it. Yeah. And that's a really practical kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So if you're willing to take the journey, you can pretty much get anywhere from anywhere. If you just want what's on the other end of it, then you're not ready to take the journey. Mm
0: -hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of the the work, the people that you've worked with that are um, entrepreneurs and how how that's impacted them? How's that changed their business or their life?
2: Absolutely. One of the fun things about neuro linguistic programming is it was the hoarded secret skill set hmm. of the 1% of CEOs.
0: Right. This elite uh, right. group that's.
2: Yes. The secret sauce that secret no one sauce. was allowed. Yeah. To Don't have. tell anyone. <laughs> right. And as a matter of fact, one of our graduates uh, was a VP. In a certain corporation. And all the senior VPs and higher got to go on a retreat every year where these skills were taught to them. But from the junior level down, no. Nobody went. No one was allowed to go. Oh, wow. And I think it's really about, from an entrepreneurial point of view, it's about the ability to create an ever-increasing impact.
0: Oh, that's well said.
2: Thank you. Wow. So our ability to communicate with people, first of all, just some general science. 55% of our communication is our body language, which we're normally, we we don't pay any attention to. 38% is our tone of voice, and 7% are our words. And when we're using our words, 40% of the adult population is what we call kinesthetic or hands-on. They've got to do it to learn it.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. 40% is visual. They have to see it to learn it. 20% is auditory. They have to hear it to learn it. And approximately 20% of that auditory is auditory digital. Very criteria, just the facts, Jack with that. And we only under any stress, we only speak in our own language, which means straight up as entrepreneurs, we're missing anywhere from 60% or higher of our ability to make a potential impact. Because any stress includes new clients, it includes new opportunities, all sales, all learning, all growth. So from a strictly monetary point of view or impact point of view, it makes really good sense to be able to communicate with all the humans on the planet.
0: Right, in the most effective way possible. Absolutely. So
2: I need to put my message in their language so people can wrap their hands around it so they can hear what they need to hear. They can paint the picture they need to paint. They can have all the criteria in it that they need. And that, first off, is one of the major impacts of working with the languaging. And neurolinguistic programming is about learning how to use language so that it shifts the apps on your phone conversationally.
0: Fascinating. Fascinating. That is, I mean, you're ex- extremely well-spoken and very eloquent. Which makes Thank a you. lot of sense because you work so hard on communication impact. Yes. I would think. Yes. Um, w- uh, just as a, a related point in our business, uh, my business, we spend a lot of time working on communication. Not with that deep understanding, but with the understanding that good communication is more effective. Yes. Thus proving more profit, thus proving right. more. Success
2: where the rubber meets the road field. We're kind of the how to folks. Yeah. Yeah. The how to. And when we work with teams, everyone has their own filters. So when you line up the filters, which we call values programs in NLP for a team, that means the team goes further because no one's fighting with their own agenda.
0: Right. They've absorbed property. So the exec
2: team is actually a team.
0: They're on the same page.
2: They are on the same page, both unconsciously out of their awareness, which is 90% of our mind is outside of our awareness, plus the 10% that's inside our awareness, our conscious mind. Hmm. And from that perspective, when we work with the courses, that's why all the fields come doctors, nurses, military, fire, police, psychologists, psychiatrists, and of course, those that are growing personally and conscious entrepreneurs, which tend to make up a a huge percentage of the people who come and work with us because they're interested in leadership of themselves, of their organization, of their church, of their family. Right. They're looking to lead. And the timeline therapy aspect, or creating your future coaching processes, it's branded both ways, allows us to let go of anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, shame, rage, grief, and upload the wisdom from that. And all of these things are designed to change the tape in our head and give the part of us which is the RAS, the Reticular Activating System, which is our sentinel of what we will allow or what we won't allow to program into it where we wanna go. So if you only have poverty in your RAS, you'll find it extraordinarily difficult, if not impossible, to get into wealth programs. Mm -hmm. And we've all experienced this around a car. You know, you go to buy a car and you buy the car, no one's got the car, and you buy the car, and suddenly you see the car everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) What? What? Why? And what's happened is that car went into your RAS, so now you're able to perceive that in your environment.
0: Which was always there. Right. But unconscious to you.
2: Right. Mm. totally unconscious. It's like someone's running around with a platter of money outside of you and you're looking around going, why is it so hard? Why me? Why, me? why can't I get money? <laughs> All right. Or I love it when uh, friends of ours become pregnant And suddenly they're aware of pregnant women everywhere. Mm -hmm. And many of these women are very pregnant. They didn't just spontaneously become six months pregnant.
1: You just (laughs) notice it. It's
2: just now you notice it. So being able to shift the tape in your RAS allows you to notice resources and opportunities so that we cease to have, quote, problems. And instead we get logistics to solve. Yeah. And that just takes the emotional charge out of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Takes the story out of it, allows us to go, oh, I'm here on the hero's journey.
0: Yeah, okay, this is my next challenge. Right. How am I going to overcome that?
2: Right. And you have to
0: stick with it. You have to You have
1: to continue forward with it. I mean, you know, uh, in my line of business, you create your, your visions. You yes. have your action plans and strategies. Right. And you see it through and you see some successes and then you get comfortable and become maybe a little bit lazy and you almost go, oh, sure. I got to start all over again. The trick, I guess, is how do you stay where you continue to do it over and over again where it's just kind of part of your everyday routine, everyday right. life, the stitch of your, your DNA and your fabric, right?
2: It's, it's a great question. And the answer, as it was explained to me by people wiser than I, mm. is momentum. Ah. You can't I steer a fun. bicycle while it's stopped. Ah. However, nor do you have to pedal uphill like a lunatic continually either. So a little bit of pedaling all of the time, and on a practical note, what that looks like and sounds like and feels like, is when you get a goal celebrate it and take all the energy of that celebration and immediately toss it towards a new goal because mm-hmm. you have momentum you have momentum yeah it's easy to get a goal when you're getting goals success breeds success yep.
1: it's true i've had some of my own experiences um in that uh you know what take care of my being first, my right. health, you know, get back into being into shape, right. you know, choose better foods. I, I don't believe in diets and this and that, just mm-hmm. choose whole foods, choose foods that are rich for you to become mm-hmm. rich in your temple, if you will. Right. And, uh, and one of my more successful years ever, uh, without again, having all this kind of stuff play into it, was um, I went to the gym, I showed up, I, right. I took care of me and then the universe, just rewarded that same thing right you know because you're um, open
2: to receiving yeah you know that's what I love about showing up and having gratitude gratitude is a plug-in in every esoteric system yep. hmm. to the ability to receive so everyone says oh I'm open to receiving and I say great how good are you with receiving a compliment how quickly do you reach out for resources or help or is help a truly a four letter word in your world? Mm -hmm. And they go, oh, I'm not good with that. Well, that's receiving. And working with gratitude, meaning thank you for this thing that happened today, not abstracts. So we always used to joke, you know, that as a parent, if you were having one of those days where you wondered why I became a parent, (laughs) and at the end of the day, they wrap their chubby little arms around you and say, I love you. And you remember why.
0: Oh, that's why you did that. That's a gratitude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the reason.
2: Uh, having green lights on the way to the chiropractor. That's a gratitude moment. Yeah. Pulling off to watch a sunset.
0: Mm, good
1: one. Good
2: one. That's a gratitude moment. Yeah.
1: Stopping to smell the flowers.
2: Right. Yeah. Exactly. So in an active spirituality, there are. Are no abstracts.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's part of your everyday, as you say, awareness, yep. little skills that we're doing over and over and over until they become second nature.
1: And again, the constant practice to be allowing them to become second nature right. is what the battle is all about.
2: Right. And allowing yourself but to be you human. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because we're human beings before we can be a human doing before we can be a human having right and so if we allow ourselves to do the human being part instead of i should
1: Mm -hmm.
2: okay today's a day that's a carb day i'm gonna celebrate that yep
0: Not punish. Let's do it right. Right.
2: Let's do it right. (laughs) And then we'll go back to enjoying how I should be tomorrow. Because when we think of it at the quantum level energetically too, our systems aren't separate. So when we're looking at our physical body and our emotional body and our mental body and our quantum or spiritual body, all of which, by the way, are photographable and measurable in terms of their hertz frequencies. Ah, yeah in quantum integrative science, none of these things are separate. So sometimes my physical body, well, it's going to get trumped by my emotional body that needs carbs that day.
1: So have the bloody carbs, right? So
2: have the carbs and celebrate that. And it doesn't throw the system out of balance because you're actually feeding what that part of the system needs that day.
1: Uh huh. Again, that's, I think the challenge a lot of people face that they don't know that balance. You know, right. if, if your body is yearning something, provided Feed it. it's not like, you know, horribly wrong and you're going to jump off a cliff. Don't do that. Right. Feed Stay it safe. what it wants because it knows what it wants.
2: Right. And Absolutely. And have trust
1: in what it's asking. And then, you know, you've given it, like you said, celebrate it. And the next day will feel just as good as the last and move forward with the plans and the actions. And your consciousness continues to come to light.
2: One of the really neat things in NLP that also mirrors all of the quantum experiences is, if we imagine four boxes with a P for physical and an E for emotional, M for mental, and maybe a Q for quantum, the P for physical is where the cake comes out of the oven and the other boxes, emotional, mental, and quantum, or spiritual, are the ingredients that go in the cake.
0: Uh-huh. Mm.
2: So in NLP, the saying is, if you want to change the fruit, you need to change the root. Just spray painting your apples on your apple tree is not going not to familiar. get you <laughs> different flavored <laughs> apples. And part of the frustration is I think in both the quantum systems, as well as in the field that we work in, most of the challenges that are around us are the symptoms. And we think they're so hard to overcome because we keep working at the symptom. Mm-hmm. And then a different symptom pops up. When you learn to work at the root, all the symptoms disappear. Right.
0: Yeah they're all connected
2: right so it seems almost magical i'll put that in quotes except isn't that what any sufficiently advanced technology technology would seem like Mm -hmm. to a lesser society is magic well now our science is in the magical spectrum
1: Hmm.
2: and i love that because i can go yes for several thousand years this system over here has been giving us experiential data. And now we're getting a scientific side of things that allows us to get quantifiable. Improve it. Empirical data. And it's not that the system was off, it's that our technology isn't advanced enough yet to get into the quantum band. We're just starting to get there.
0: Oh, that's interesting. That's the the next level of science coming. Yes. And I imagine very exciting for you personally to to be
2: involved with. Absolutely. Quantum integrative science. It's an entire field. So even the separateness of the fields are coming together for a holistic application. Mm. So if you have this tape playing, that tape, a negative tape, is going to have an absolute impact on what neurotransmitters that you are producing. Those neurotransmitters impact your emotions. That emotion, all of that impacts your biochemistry.
0: Right. Right.
1: It's all connected. It's all connected.
2: And so this is why just a biochemical answer often won't produce a result.
0: Meaning prescription drugs. Right.
2: And I'm certainly not knocking the fact that we have the best emergency medicine in the world. However, from a sustainability point of view, looking at our system more holographically, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter if you're eating well, if you're going to work in a toxic environment.
0: Right. Right. Because the physiological impact of that is great.
2: Right. It doesn't matter if we're, we think we're going to the gym and we're doing the right things if our home is a battleground yeah. emotionally and mentally.
1: You always have to go back to that battleground over and over Right. Again. So, and so the system is designed
2: to be at the vibration of your environment. Yeah. And what I love about the quantum systems, the esoteric systems, masonry, is how it makes good men better. And how the ancient systems all work is by raising your frequency because your thinking is different yes your thinking is different your performance is different your environment is different and your impact is different
1: right and again like you said Freemasonry forces you to think differently in that in that respect for what we do within the ritual but to understand the meaning behind where the rituals come from and what it means to you and what it might have meant to our ancient brethren.
2: Right. And that's where, when we get into ritual, language is so important. Yeah. When I was touring professionally and studying Shakespeare in the park and doing that work, our directors were very clear that Shakespeare knew what he was doing. Yeah. And that each word meant something. Mm. and the cadence of the language. And if I didn't know in my modern day self what those words meant, I needed to go research those words, perhaps even research that point in history.
0: To get a better understanding. Right, to get the
2: context of it. And to allow that language to wash through me until I could own it rather than just parroting it back. Mm -hmm. So all the different aspects of ritual, from setting the space or tiling the temple, which we spoke about Mm -hmm. last time, to the clothing, to the languaging that we're using. And every time you go through a ritual, that ritual, that frequency, that lesson, goes deeper and deeper and deeper into our neurology. So if you're only going to Lodge once a month.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or not even once a month.
2: <laughs> uh huh. Versus coming once a month and then visiting. Mm-hmm. You're not getting the same impact. And the impact is quantum.
1: Yeah. Right. Talked about that recently with uh, Worshipful Brother Mark Ogley. You know, coming to Lodge once a month doesn't necessarily make you a mason. It's understanding the work that is being put into the, the ritual yeah. it's taking the working tools and applying them to your everyday life it's understanding the different you know esoteric meanings that are uh, everywhere within this building that we're mm-hmm. sitting in right now and understanding but it's also again you don't have it all given to you at once either it's because you
2: couldn't layer by, layer, by layer no you couldn't that's why people who win the lotto are usually all bankrupt within a year because they weren't able to hold the energy or weight of money.
1: Right. So true.
2: And so the great mystic and psychologist uh, Dion Fortune in the 20s liked to say that we are attempting to download the waterfall of the universe through the eyedropper of our neurology. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't. Our job to ask for more because there was a waterfall it was our job to be able to hold more uh,
0: extremely well said Wow
1: again I'm falling out of the chair uh, yeah, I absolutely
0: like... <laughs> I, I have to say of, of all of our discussions on the first three knocks this is hands down the deepest one we've ever had. it has been and it is greatly appreciated. Thank you. It's you a would... fun
2: discussion. <laughs> it is.
0: It is. And I, and I hope it kicks off a lot more for us in terms of esoteric meaning and understanding. And we, we thank you for investing yourself today to share oh, that with us.
2: My pleasure. I'm truly honored at the invite, personally and professionally. You know, we love you guys. Yeah. And anything that we can do to support the understanding that there is this incredible organization out there not only doing good work and obviously making good men better, I think that needs promotion.
0: Absolutely. Cheers. Absolutely. Well, thank you for today. Uh, Again, if you wanted to reach out to Dr. Kim Redman, um, you can do that through the website, and that's creatrixgoquantum.com. C-R-E-A-T-R-I-X-G-O-Q-U-A-N-T-U-M dot com. Thank you. Uh, and please feel free to do so. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure having you here today.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of The First Three Knocks. Happy to meet, sorry to part, happy to meet again.